If we're being totally honest, the vast majority of difficulties that we face in our lives are truly beyond us. And prayer time is our time to go to God and call Him in and say, God, this is too much for me. You are listening to the Hope Valley Podcast, a weekly production of Hope Valley Church in Winchester, Virginia, with your host, Pastor Sam Rogers. Welcome to Sunday Morning with Hope Valley Church. And today, we're going to be wrapping up a series we've been in for about three weeks now. We've been talking about why we pray. And again, you know, prayer time is something that I think we all know, probably we need. We probably need to do more of it in our life and maybe just get better at it. But, you know, we also need to sit and understand why are we praying at all? You know, and, and in the first week, we talked about how really the first and last uh, goal of prayer is just simply to spend time with God. That is the reason why we pray. Then last week, we learned that we also pray in order to receive direction from God, not to give it to him, but to receive it from him. Today, I want to talk to you about how we pray in order to see things happen. You know, the reality is that prayer can actually accomplish real things in the real world. And that's not because prayer has some sort of magical properties like we're speaking a spell or some sort of a magical incantation. It's not that prayer itself has power. It's that God has power. And when we pray, we're going to God and saying, God, my power isn't enough. I need you to work your power and your work in this situation. You know, there's something I think we can all kind of relate to because even from a young age, we've understood this concept of really calling for help when the situation is beyond us. You know, when we're, you know, when we're kids, right, and maybe somebody's messing with us or bullying us, what do we do? We call in our siblings or maybe our friends to back us up and help us out, right? Or if one of our siblings is messing with us, you know, messing with our stuff, right, whatever, who do we call? We call mom and dad. We call in the authority. We call in the bigger guns to come and help us when we're in a situation that's beyond ourselves. And even now, as adults, right, if there's a crime going down, what do we do? We call the cops, right? We call in the guys that have the guns and the, and the uh, handcuffs and the ability to put people in jail, right? So when things are beyond us, we know to call in for help. And really, prayer time works very much that same way, right? When we're in a situation, we're looking and going, you know, this is beyond me, which if we're being totally honest, the vast majority of difficulties that we face in our lives are truly beyond us. And prayer time is our time to go to God and call him in and say, God, this is too much for me. You know, whenever we uh, try to handle things on our own that are too big for us, what happens? We fail. Honestly, we usually just make matters worse. You know, the other thing we need to recognize beyond just the fact that oftentimes we're facing situations that are too much for us to handle on our own. The other thing we have to recognize is that often the, the difficulties and the hardships that we're facing actually have spiritual things happening behind them. And this is something that we see Paul explain and teach us about in Ephesians chapter 6, uh, verses 10 through 20. And even in that passage, as he's talking about, you know, the armor of God and how we withstand, uh, you know, the enemy in our lives, uh, he says this, that 
We're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Now, that might sound really spooky or, or weird, or maybe it even sounds made up to you. But, you know, if we recognize and understand that you know, we ourselves are not only physical beings, but we're also spiritual beings, and that God himself is spirit, then it actually makes a lot of sense and, and really should be of no surprise to us that the things and the, and the hardships and the struggles we encounter in our lives very often have spiritual components to them as well and spiritual things that are happening. And so not only are we facing things that are just beyond our own ability, but often they're beyond our own perception and they're happening even in the spiritual world. So what do we do? Well, our recognition of these realities really needs to drive us to prayer. I mean, look at what David says in Psalm 17, verse 6 through 7. I am praying to you because I know you will answer, O God. Bend down and listen as I pray. Show me your unfailing love in wonderful ways. By your mighty power, you rescue those who seek refuge from their enemies. Now, look at some of the wonderful statements that David is making in this passage, right? Look at these statements. He's saying, I know you will answer. Show me your unfailing love. You rescue those who seek refuge. And so in the same way, we have got to pray from a passionate uh, expectation and hope that God will actually do something because he is good. And so our prayer time must rise to match the intensity of the problem we face with passion and persistence. You know, in Luke chapter 18, verse 1 through 8, uh, Jesus uh, teaches this parable, and you may be familiar with it. It's a parable where he talks about, you know, this widow who needs justice. And so she's going to the local judge, and she's pleading with him day and night for him to give her the justice that she needs. But Jesus also informs us in this parable that this particular judge really isn't that good of a guy. He's actually not very interested and giving people justice. He's, he's an unrighteous judge. But Jesus says, even this guy, who's, who's a terrible guy, even he will finally answer the widow and give her the justice that she is pleading for, for no other reason than the fact that she won't give up asking for it. And then he takes that and he says, now listen, that unrighteous judge, that guy who doesn't care about anybody, even he will give you something when you don't stop asking. How much more will your Father in heaven respond to the prayers of you and others as you cry out and don't give up? You know, it's interesting that before recording this parable, Luke says in verse 1 of chapter 18, Then Jesus told them a parable to show them that they should always pray and not lose heart. You know, to me, that verse is such an encouragement because, let's be honest, oftentimes we have prayed for things and we prayed for things and we prayed and we don't feel like something's happening. And it's so easy to give up 
and lose heart. And here, Luke is reminding us, he's saying, listen, Jesus taught this parable to encourage you in those moments when you feel like giving up and stop praying, don't do it. Right? That's the lesson of the parable. That we will always pray and not lose heart. You, know, you may have heard this term, uh, prayer warriors, right? I, I like it. It's kind of a fun term. You know, it puts some, some, some fun images in my head, right? But I love the term prayer warrior because, you know, uh, the way that the Bible teaches us to pray is with intensity and discipline and commitment, right? And that sounds like a warrior to me, right? Like there's an intensity, there's a discipline, there's a commitment to the prayer life. And you're really doing war in your prayer time by, by showing the endurance and the expectation for God to move and do something. And so how can we grow as prayer warriors, right? Now you're hearing what I'm saying today and you're going, okay, how do I actually do this in my life? You know, there's three things I encourage you to do very practically when you pray. All right. The first one is pray from your hope in God's goodness and power. Your hope in God should cause you to expect him to do amazing things. Right? So when we come to prayer and we come before the Lord, are we praying like, oh, you know, if you feel like it, God, if, you know, if you're up to it today, I don't even know if you're listening. No, that's not how we pray, right? We come to God and say, God, I know you are good and I know you are powerful and I am praying that you will accomplish these things and I'm praying those things out of my hope and who you are and in what you can do. And the second thing I encourage you to do is to pray with passion for what is on your heart. Look, it's okay. It's even encouraged in scripture to just be really honest with God and say, God, this is what I want to see you do. And I know, you know, I know last week we talked about how our prayer time is not about us giving God directions, but about receiving direction from God. And so I'm not contradicting that. You know, we still don't want to give God direction, but we can be honest and say, God, listen, I want to submit all things to you. I want you to do what is in your will, and I want to submit to that. But now I'm going to be totally honest and say, this is where my heart is. I am pleading with you that you will do this thing. And scripture encourages us to pray in that way. And so there's nothing wrong with that. So when you pray, pray with the passion for what is truly on your heart, and then submit that to God and trust him to do what he does. And, uh, and I think you will see some, some effects of that in your life. You know, the third thing then is you want to pray with endurance when answers don't come quickly. And that is so huge because more often than not, at least it seems to me that answers don't always come quickly because God is all about teaching us to rely on him and have faith in him. And so God's not about the quick, easy solution and the quick, fast answer. He's about us relying and trusting on him, even when things don't seem like they're going the way we want them to go. And so we want to pray with endurance. We must remember that effective prayer is consistent prayer that flows out of our faith in who God is. So pray with endurance. Let me just remind you of these three things. We want to pray 
from our hope in God's goodness and power. We want to pray with passion for what is really on our hearts. And we want to pray with endurance when answers don't come quickly. And look, I believe that if we really pray like this on a regular basis, we pray with the expectation that prayer accomplishes real things in the real world, then we will see those real things happen. We'll see them happen in our families, in our own lives, and in our communities. All right. Uh, let me give you some questions that I encourage you to discuss today. Whether you're uh, in a group or you're around people, or maybe you can discuss these again you know, later this week with some friends or coworkers, whatever. Uh, I always find that you're just discussing, you may even journal on some of these things, you know, some questions, but it's going to help you go deeper in what we've learned uh, today. First question is this. Uh, what stood out to you the most in today's lesson? Uh, secondly, does the quantity of time you spend in prayer make a difference? You know, so in other words, does it, does it make a difference if you pray, you know, for five minutes or 20 minutes? Let's discuss that. And the third question is, how do you stay persistent in prayer when you've been praying a long time and not seeing anything change? It's one of the hardest things for us to you process and work through. And, and so let's talk about that. And maybe we, I find uh, we'll encourage each other with, with some of our own experience and how to do that. Okay. And then this next set of questions is really some devotional questions aimed at uh, just some personal time with you and God. So these are more probing. Uh, good news is these are really questions between you and the Lord. But I really encourage you to be honest with God with these questions. Uh, let him speak to you and reveal to you some things going on inside your heart that uh, need to be changed and transformed, all right? Uh, first question is this, have you given up on praying for things because God didn't move fast enough for you? Secondly, is there something that you're afraid to pray for because you're afraid of God's answer? And the third question is, what will you do to grow your faith in God and your endurance in prayer? All right. Well, once again, so glad that you've been with us today. Just once again, we pray for God to bless you and, uh, and just be with you and take the things that we've heard and learned from the scripture today and to let the Holy Spirit speak that truth and transform you with that truth. All right. I love you. Have a blessed day. Bye-bye. We are so glad you have joined us today. To learn more about Hope Valley Church and get access to free resources, just go to www.hopevalley.church. Hope Valley is a church based in Winchester, Virginia that meets in homes around the region. So if you'd like to find out more about home churches, how they work, and how to locate one near you, just go to hopevalley.church/house. Thanks again for joining us and may God bless you today.